Welcome to Hacking Your ADHD, part of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. I'm your host, William Kerb, and I have ADHD. On this podcast, I dig into the tools, tactics, and best practices to help you work with your ADHD brain. As I was working through all those automations last week, I realized that I wasn't going to be able to fit everything into one episode. Of course, this has proven true once again, because there is just honestly so much we can do in this category. In this week's episode, we're going to focus on the money side of things and go into how we can use automations for our shopping, and then also how we can use automations with our finances. As a reminder, automations are things that we can set up in our life that are just going to happen regardless of what else we do. So think clicking a button and having a form automatically filled out for you. Or, even more basically, think about something like a dishwasher. You put the dishes in, click a button, and then all your dishes automatically get cleaned. And breaking down that dishwasher example, we still have to load up the dishes, and we also have to unload them, but they take care of that process of actually getting them clean. And that's a huge part of automation. It isn't going to solve all of your problems, but often they're worth setting up because they take care of those parts that are time-consuming or that you just don't want to do. If you'd like to follow along with the show notes page, you can find that at hackingyouradhd.com slash more automations. Before we get started, I'd also like to take a moment to let everyone know about the Hacking Your ADHD Patreon. While the podcast will always remain free for everyone to listen to, it isn't free to produce. If you enjoy the show and would like to help support it, here's your chance. And there's some great perks. Just go to hackingyouradhd.com slash Patreon. All right, keep on listening for more automations to make your life easier. As we dive further into automation, there are some more things we should think about. And firstly among them is about this idea of when we should try and automate a task. One of the trickiest parts of automation is that it isn't always very clear what we should even try to automate. The two big reasons that we often don't automate a task is that we just don't know about a way to automate things or that we never thought about it. It's easy for us to get into our routines and just do things the way we've been doing things because, well, that's the way we've been doing things. Fortunately, there are a few things that can help us identify tasks that would be a good fit for automation. Things such as things you have to do frequently or at least on a schedule. If I'm tempted to add something as a reoccurring task in my to-do app, it's probably a good fit for automation. So that could be something that needs to happen monthly, like paying bills, or daily, like watering plants. Or let's say if a task is boring and doesn't require some of that higher-order thinking. And this is actually a really important point here, because if the task doesn't have some sort of rule system, it's going to be hard to implement any sort of automation. Automations work because we can feed in certain inputs, and then it will do the thing. If we can't define the inputs, then we aren't going to be getting any good outputs. And finally, it takes you away from what you really want to be doing. There are so many tasks we've got to do that just kind of suck to do. And often these tasks suck because they're just repetitive, and these are prime examples of tasks that would be great to automate. But on the other side of this, we've also got to consider when automation isn't the answer. One thing to consider about automation and ADHD is that sometimes we can get way too caught up in the minutia of something and spend way more time setting up our automation than they'll ever save us. Now, that complaint also needs to be tempered with the understanding that it takes time to learn how to do automation well, and the time you spend setting up one automation will also help you understand how to better set up automations in the future. 
so it isn't just a one-to-one time comparison. But still, it's something to be aware of. It's easy to procrastinate on something by doing all the work around what you need to be doing. And automation definitely falls in the category of the work around something. We also need to consider that doing something faster isn't always better. One story I love is of an airport where they were facing an inordinate number of complaints about how long people had to wait for their luggage. So the airport did the sensible thing, and they hired more baggage handlers, and with that they reduced the time it took bags to reach the carousel down to eight minutes. But that didn't reduce the complaints. The problem, it turned out, was that the airport was designed so it only took passengers about a minute to arrive at baggage claim after deplaning, because it was just a short walk to baggage claim from the terminal. And this meant that even though it took only eight minutes for the bags to arrive, the passengers still got there seven minutes faster. And so the airport decided to try a novel approach. They moved their arrival gates farther away from the main terminal, which made passengers have to walk six times longer. Plenty of time for the bags to get to the carousel first, and lo and behold, the complaints dropped down to zero. What makes me love this story, and why I think it applies here, is first, waiting sucks. But also that the obvious solution to something isn't always the right solution. It wouldn't have mattered how many baggage claim handlers they added, they would have never brought that wait time down to zero. And this really illustrates one of those issues that ADHD has trouble with, which is transitions. In this story, we get a huge dose of how controlling how we transition can help how we interpret events. We need to plan for our transitions so that we can get into the next thing. And so automation can screw us up here if we try and automate ourselves out of all of our transitions. For example, I use a lot of templates for my work. I like to make sure that I have a jumping off point set up so that when I'm getting into things, I'm not starting on the hardest stuff first. I might have to fill in some stuff or do a couple things to make sure everything is organized before I can really get started. And this isn't wasted time. This is there so that I'm easing myself into my projects. My brain rails against the idea of sitting down and typing out my thoughts. But, oh yeah, I can totally delete those lines that I accidentally left in there, or fix that formatting, and yeah, I can quickly type in that title. And then this gets me into motion. I could automate all those steps out, but leaving them in helps me get started. Automations aren't perfect but they do allow us to cut down a lot of the unnecessary work that we have throughout the day. This can be especially important with ADHD and just letting us stay on task and make better use of our time. They won't do all our work for us, but they do help get rid of a lot of that boring stuff. Alright, let's take a step back and we're going to get into things by thinking about how we make our shopping lists. Oftentimes, the things we are putting on the list are based on whatever we've just run out of or whatever we couldn't find when we were last looking for it. That's a fine strategy if you already know everything you need, but often we don't actually know what we need. I had a great ADHD cooking experience while preparing part of Thanksgiving dinner this year. Since we're keeping it small and just my family, we decided to forego turkey for some nice steaks. Generally, I'm pretty good at making steak. But last minute, I decided that, hey, it's Thanksgiving, I should do something a little fancier than what I usually do. So at 4.15, I decided to look up a new recipe for something I was planning to have to serve at 5. In retrospect, I could have done some better planning there. Fortunately, I had pretty much everything I needed and was able to substitute where I needed to. But had we been out of something, I definitely would have been SOL. And I'm sure that for a lot of us, this story resonates with how we usually do our cooking. We have a vague idea of what we want to do but that doesn't coalesce into anything proper until a few minutes before we start cooking, or perhaps even a little bit after. 
And I'm also sure that we can agree that this isn't the best system. We can definitely do better here, and the easiest way we can do better here is through meal planning. By meal planning first, we can then make our grocery lists reflect what we actually need to get at the store. Hooray, meal planning! I mean, that isn't a total pain to do, right? Well, fortunately, we can also work on automating some of our meal planning with services like Eat This Much or Swole.me, which will plan your diet for you based on your goals. And you can even extend this idea to meal services like HelloFresh or Blue Apron, because those meal delivery services can also serve as meal planning for you, while at the same time getting the ingredients you need to you. But we're probably not going to go for a meal service with every one of our meals, and so once we have this list of foods we need for the week, we can still automate our shopping by doing our grocery orders online, either for delivery or curbside pickup. I started using curbside pickup during the pandemic, and honestly, I'm not sure if I'm ever going to go back to regularly shopping in the store. It just saves me so much time. And since the grocery store is on the way to my office, I don't even have to make a trip out of my way. Sure, there are some mishaps where I don't get the best fruit, or they're out of something, and the substitution just isn't going to work. But overall, it makes it a much better experience. Oh, and as a bonus of meal planning and online grocery orders, is that it can help curb some of those impulse buys you normally get at the store. You can take advantage of letting your best self do your planning for you. I can't binge on that bag of cookies if that jerk passed me never bought them. Beyond our regular shopping, we've also got those things that we're going to be needing on a regular basis, and this is where we can really automate our shopping. One service I use for some of these purchases is just Amazon's Subscribe and Save. My family uses it for things like toilet paper, diapers, baby wipes, vitamins, batteries for smoke detectors, and air filters for the house. And I love those last two examples because they're also helping me automate processes of maintenance for my house. I get batteries for my smoke detectors when it's time for me to go through the house and replace all those batteries. And I get new air filters when I need to go and change those. By having those deliveries happen automatically, it helps me keep up with that maintenance that might get deferred all the time. There are also a ton of services in the same vein here that you can go with, such as razors, clothes, coffee, wine, or things like beauty and makeup products really anything you're going to need on a regular basis. But also a note here is to make sure that you're actually using these services before you subscribe to them. For example, I'm subscribed to a coffee service where I get a new type of coffee every month. This works out beautifully because my wife and I have coffee every morning. We actually go through our supply a little bit before we get our new bag, but I've also been subscribed to things like a smoothie mix that I thought I was going to get into. I didn't. And since it was a process to get unsubscribed, I ended up with like four to five bags in the mix that I ended up keeping for a couple of years, trying to convince myself that I was still going to get into, only to eventually just have to throw them out because they went bad. And I'd also caution against subscribing to some of those fun boxes that have cool things in them. I'm always tempted by them because that cool stuff looks cool. But more likely than not, they're just going to fill up my house with junk I don't really want, but would feel bad about just getting rid of. So to help work with this, I like to make a list of things that I'm subscribed to so that I can audit that list every once in a while. And I don't do anything fancy for this. What I did is I just created a file in Google Sheets that lists everything that I have some sort of subscription to. So things like Netflix, Spotify, Evernote, my gym membership, my monthly coffee subscription, anything that is going to pop up on my credit card bill. And the point of having this list is that sometimes we forget that we're paying for a service that we've stopped using. These subscription services can be incredibly useful. But if we're not using them, it's best just to cancel the service. Now 
now that we've talked about spending money, let's look at some automations on the other side of that. And before we jump into anything here, I just need to say I am not a financial advisor, so this should not be construed as financial advice. Everyone's finances are going to be at different places, so you're going to need to use your own judgment about what is right for your situation. Dealing with finances can be exhausting. We've got budgeting, paying bills, making deposits, and we also know we should probably be doing some sort of investing, and it's a lot, and with ADHD, it certainly isn't any easier. I know it can feel really overwhelming, and I know when I get hit with that overwhelm, it's easy for me to just kick the can down the road instead of actually dealing with it. Unfortunately, that's a really bad strategy with our finances. So what we can do is work on a few automations to make our life easier here. Like direct deposits. And this is an easy one that almost doesn't need to be mentioned. But if we can just funnel our money where it needs to go, then we don't have to worry about all the steps that it would normally take to make it get there. We also have automatic bill pay. Now, this can be a double-edged sword if you're not sure you're going to have the money or things need to be moved around in accounts. So in that case, instead of just using automatic bill pay for everything, you might want to just set up automated reminders to pay those bills. And even if you do have them set to be automatically paid, it's still a good idea to set a reminder to periodically to go in and check that everything's honky-dory. This bit me a few years ago when I had my health insurance set for automatic bill pay. My credit card was part of one of those large hacks, and I had to get a new number. While updating everything that needed the new number, I somehow missed my health insurance. And then a couple months later, I got a letter that our insurance was being terminated for non-payment. And it wasn't that I couldn't pay them, I just didn't know the payments weren't going through. This was a headache that could have been avoided had I just been a bit better about making sure that everything was going through. And you can use that same idea that I had for my subscription list here of just creating a list of everything that you need to check so that you can do it real quickly. Alright, next up we've got budget tracking. And we can use programs like Mint or You Need a Budget. And with these, you can just connect your credit cards and see where your money is going. It automatically fills everything in for you. And with these budget programs, we can go even further by allocating our money ahead of time to those expenses that we know are going to come up in the year. So things like property taxes, insurance, dental visits, home repairs, travel. Because then when it's actually time to pay for those things, you already have the money ready to go and aren't going to take as much of a financial hit because it's spread out over the entire year instead of just on the month it's due. And when we're thinking about these future expenses, there are two more categories that we should think about, and those are the unexpected expenses and our retirement and investments. With ADHD, we forget things, so it's a given that at some point we are going to have an unexpected expense come up. Rather than getting caught flat-footed when something comes up, it's better to try and put a little away for a rainy day fund. And really the best way to do this is by having some of your money automatically deposited into an account set up just for this. By having the money automatically go into a different account, you don't have to worry about accidentally spending it and realizing, oh, hey, I was supposed to save that. And the same is true of setting up our retirement accounts and investment accounts. Yeah, we'd like to be able to use all our paycheck every month, but we've also got to accept that that money isn't always going to be coming in. And the bonus with setting up an investment account is the power of compound interest. This is the result on the interest accumulated in an account getting reinvested. It basically means every month your money is making more money for you. That sounds like a pretty good deal to me, and really it's the best way to make sure you're set up down the line when you choose to retire. In fact, compound interest is so important that this is absolutely something that you shouldn't put off. The difference between starting to invest now and investing five years from now is just profound. Now, as I said at the top of this section, I am not a financial advisor. But given that, my personal view is that one of the best ways to invest is through index funds. 
While picking stocks and mutual funds might be the more exciting thing to do, they just don't have the ability to give you the long-term returns. Index funds are basically mirrors of what a certain market is doing, such as the S&P 500. And so the return on the fund is a reflection of how well that market is doing overall. These funds are managed passively, and so that means there are fewer fees involved in having your money managed. And these lower fees mean that you get a better return on your investment. I know this is complicated, and some of you may be consider pursuing a financial advisor or planner. My recommendation here is that you find someone who is a fiduciary and works on a fee-only basis. These are important terms to know. When you sign on with a fiduciary, you are hiring someone who must act in your best interest. I know it's kind of shocking to think that you could hire someone to help with your money who doesn't actually have your best interest in mind. And so that's why it's absolutely so important that when you're looking for a financial advisor, that you limit it to people who are working as fiduciaries. I texted with a financial advisor friend of mine about this, and he mentioned that one of the biggest red flags to look out for was if the advisor in question is selling any products on commission, because that signals that they have a big stake in selling you something that might not actually be the best fit for you. So just remember, fiduciary and fee-only. And another option here is to find a robo-advisor, which are just digital platforms like Wealthfront or Betterment that are algorithm-driven. They typically have little to no human supervision. They collect information about you and your finances through online surveys and then use that data to automatically invest for you. While this can certainly be a good low-cost option, it also does come with all the other risks that are involved with automation, so your mileage may vary there. All in all, it's important to set up some automations for our finances, but to also make sure that we have oversight of these automations, because just like compound interest, once a mistake happens, it'll keep happening over and over again. So we need to catch them as early as we can. Thanks for sticking with me all the way to the end. Before you go, though, let's do a quick rundown of today's top tips. One, the best tasks to automate are tasks that don't require higher level thinking, things that you do regularly, and those things that take away from what you really want to be working on. Two, automating everything isn't always going to be the right answer. We need to make sure that we're still thinking about our transitions. Three, there are a ton of ways we can automate our shopping from using meal planning to know what we really need to creating reoccurring purchases for all those things that we get on a regular basis. Four, we can automate our finances with things like direct deposit, automatic bill pay, using budget tracking, and making sure that we're putting away money for the future. Links will be in the show notes at hackingyouradhd.com slash more automations. That's it. Thanks for listening. I'd love to hear what you thought of this episode. You can reach me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at hackingyouradhd, or you can leave me a question over at hackingyouradhd.com slash contact. And if you want, I can even try and answer that question on the air. If you'd like to support the podcast, the best thing you can do is tell a friend an episode you think they'd like. You could also leave me a rating or review on your podcast player, or you can support me directly by supporting my Patreon and getting some cool perks. Just go to hackingyouradhd.com slash Patreon. That's hackingyouradhd.com slash P-A-T-R-E-O-N. The ADHD Rewired Podcast Network also has some other great shows you might want to check out. ADHD Rewired with Eric Tivers features in-depth interviews with fellow ADHDers and ADHD experts. And ADHD Essentials with Brendan Mahan also has great interviews, but has more of a family focus. So if you're a parent with ADHD or have a kid with ADHD, definitely check that one out. 
And as I mentioned at the start of the show, I do a live Q&A with Eric and Brendan every second Tuesday of the month at 10.30 a.m. Pacific. If you'd like to register the next one, just go to ADHDrewired.com slash events. And now for your moment of dad. So I've heard there's no real training for trash collectors. They just pick stuff up as they go along. <laughs> 